Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash profane arguments, or click the Audible link on our website, profanearguments.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for today. This is Tuesday, April 4th, I think, 2017. I didn't write that date down today, so I'm just, I'm all confused. We stream live on YouTube on Tuesday starting around 9 p.m., and if you would like to uh, send a message to us for us to comment on, you can follow us on Twitter at Profane Arg. Uh, my name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. So this week we will be talking about, uh, I want to talk about the North Carolina bathroom situation. I'm, I'm labeling it as Pence's weirdness we're going to be talking about. And uh, I also want to bring up uh, something I learned about NASA and something new that they are funding. Uh, but first, let's get back to some Bible questions. We didn't do this last week since Jared was out. Oh, I didn't want to, you totally could have. I wouldn't <laughs> I have mind. I totally <laughs> I suck to. at this game. <laughs> Well, this gives you a chance to catch up. Yeah, like that's going to happen. When is the comic book <laughs> trivia part of this show? When is that going to come up? The questions that I ask are basically to point out some silly ideas that are contained in the Bible. But we keep score because people like keeping score. <laughs> Question number one. who's uh, Who goes first this time? I'm trying to remember. Where I think we we've were. gone full circle now, right? So back to me? I think we're at Karen because it was Jared last time. Okay. So we'll do uh, what? Karen, Jared, Ian? Does that make sense? Yes, sure. Let's give so. Ian right. the advantage. He's winning, right? <laughs> Question number one, Karen. Do you, do you know the story of Job? Um, is that Pillar of Salt? He ran the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. so Job was a man in the land of us, Uzi, who uh, he was a righteous man. He was a perfect and upright. Uh, he was the one that feared God. He was... Everything was great. He was wealthy as well. He employed a lot of servants, uh, had a big family. And the story is basically that God took everything away from him, had all of his family killed, lost all of his property and his his holdings, uh, got a disease, like, and God specifically did all this to him. So the question is, what reason does God give for tormenting Job? Um, I, uh, is there, is there a multiple choice? Yes. Okay, sorry. Good. <laughs> the, uh, the, the possible answers are a Job was a sinner. He deserved it. B God didn't torment Job. Satan did. C Satan dared God. So God destroyed Job for no reason at all. Or D God wanted to see how, ma- how far a man would bend before breaking. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with, I don't think the devil's in the Bible. So I don't, hmm. I got to D. See how far he could go before he broke. Okay. Jared. I am going to go with C. The devil dared him. I, like Jared, am feeling suspiciously confident in C. <laughs> I don't, uh, again, it's, uh, I don't know if my mind is betraying me, but that sounds familiar to me. Yeah, it is actually C. Yeah, so yes. Satan went to God and said, 
Well, God basically said to Satan, see, my servant Job, there's no one like him. He's perfect, blah, blah, blah. And Satan basically said, well, yeah, he has everything. Of course, he's fine with you. How about you take everything away and see how he is? And so God just starts taking everything away from him and destroying him down. And Job still would praise God. And that's, yeah. That's just that's mean. A, yeah, basically. Mm. Okay. Does he get everything back at the end? You never heard that part of the story. <laughs> like, well, you know, he can get like, everything. He passed, now you get more. Like, all of his kids died, so I don't think he's getting everything back. <laughs> well, you oh, know. I thought, wasn't there a part where he has, like, his son strapped down, and God's like, I want you to kill your son? Oh, that was Abraham. Abraham. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was, that was long. Yeah, that, and I think, to Karen's other question, I think a lot invented salt. Oh, a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another 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 short three-letter name. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number two. According to the Bible, what does Satan look like? The answers are a skinny red man with horns and a pointed tail, a red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, a garden snake, or an angel in a black robe. Well, uh, it takes a snake, uh, an angel in a black robe. Okay. Jared? Uh, my answer is E, Mike Pence. <laughs> no, I'm going with D2, Angel in Black Robe. Okay. Oh, my goodness. They're all so viable. I could see how the Garden Snake, because of the whole Apple and Eden situation. <laughs> A does not seem plausible. He just seems silly. Uh, I like B, though. D is calling to me. B. Was that B? B, the multi-headed dragon. You, sir, are correct. Oh. Yes! God damn it. <laughs> a red dragon with seven heads and ten horns. Is that how he's always portrayed? Portrayed? Well, that is the only full description that they they ever give him. Huh. At any other time, it was Satan appears. Like, it, that, that there's no description. How would you recognize him, then? Okay. And the skinny guy with the horns and red, was that like a Coke ad that came out one year in the 40s? <laughs> <laughs> no, in the Middle Ages, I think, they came up oh, with okay. that. Yeah. The garden snake actually was never referred to as Satan. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. And the description of Satan comes from Revelation. Oh, it's way back. Which is okay. just a large acid trip. <laughs> Third question. How does the biblical God treat haughty women? A, he makes them barren. B, he puts scabs on their heads and uncovers their private parts. Oh. C, he takes away their gold and expensive clothing. Or D, the Holy Spirit causes them to feel shame for their arrogance. He stones them. Stone oh, wait, that wasn't an answer. <laughs> that wasn't an answer. <laughs> There's another stoning question later. Oh, okay. Uh, makes them barren. I'm going with B, because it just seems the most ridiculous answer is the one that's right. Yeah. I will also select head scabs and exposed lady parts. Uh-oh, I think you know how this game is played now. <laughs> uh, yeah, moreover, the Lord saith, because the daughters of Zion are haughty and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes and making tinkling with their feet. They wore bells on their feet. Uh, therefore, the Lord will smite them with scabs on the crown of their head and the Lord will discover their secret parts. That the is, Lord will discover? Yeah, that is from Isaiah. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> God is great. <laughs> in uh, question, uh, fourth question, in shekels, how much is a wom woman worth? Don't worry, it's not in actual shekels. A, half that of a male. B, the same as a male. C, twice as much as a male. Or D, irrelevant. The Bible does not put a dollar value on human life. Oh, that's a trick question. I'm going to say... Bible does not put a value on a human life and regretted it almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
okay, that is most certainly not the answer. <laughs> uh, what was C again? C was twice as much as a male. Oh, no, bullshit. It's A, half as much as a male. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with A. That sounds right. I would say that, that men are probably worth the most. Women and children are worth half that. And beasts are somewhere in between. Correct. That yeah. is correct. Yes! Man, I just sucked this time. Oh, <laughs> uh, Did I pull ahead finally? <laughs> I believe you've uh, evened it up with Karen. All right. However, Ian's just taken all your answers, so... Yeah. I, I did want to mention in Leviticus, though, it not only is a female worth half as much. Uh, if you kill a man, you have to pay 20 shekels. If you kill a woman, it's 10 shekels. But also, they devalue women uh, if they give birth to a daughter. In Leviticus 12, it distinctly has that uh, if a woman has conceived a man-child, she shall be unclean for seven days. Uh, but if she conceives a maiden, then she shall be unclean for two weeks. What? Yeah. Women just getting the shaft throughout time. <laughs> well. Uh, last and nothing's changed, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better, but. Uh. It's only taken 5,000 years. Yeah. Uh, last question. What happens if a man rapes an engaged virgin in the city and no one hears anything? <laughs> <laughs> that she's not raped. Well, she didn't scream. She obviously she wanted it. Oh wait, go ahead. Uh. Uh, the the possible answers are: A, the man should pay her father one hundred shekels of silver. B, the man is stoned to death. C, the woman is stoned to death. Or D, they are both stoned to death. <laughs> I, you have to pay. Mm, I've done so poorly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to pay the father. Because he's taken a property from the father. Jared. Oh, I got to go with C. They stoned uh, her to death. Karen. <laughs> Karen, you're killing me. You're just killing me. Jared is completely correct again. How, I mean, it's not that, that's, you just got to think what the punishment would be if this were, like, what's the Quran say? Mm. Same thing. <laughs> stone her. Yeah. Yeah, she gets stoned to death for tempting him. <laughs> that whore. I say C. Unfortunately, you are all incorrect. Ha-ha. Oh, snap! Partially. Uh, they're both stoned to death. It's both? Both. Okay. Yeah, all about the stoning. The more stoning you get, the better. It's like the- Well, yeah. we knew she was going to get right. it, at least. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but apparently, the more people you uh, you can stun, it's like, you know, entertainment on Fridays. It's just- <laughs> Well, they didn't have yeah. the cinema, so- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Netflix had yet to be invented. <laughs> now, the good news for the guy is, if she wasn't engaged- then uh, he, he just has to marry her. So. Mm. Hello? Oh, Hello. sorry. I panicked. I'm, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. My, my, my computer went to sleep. My computer's never gone to sleep while doing this show before, so I had a total panic. <laughs> Some news from last time. Not really last time, but we talked about the Johnson Amendment before. A poll came out about the Johnson Amendment specifically, and this is a poll on the uh, Johnson Amendment. And as it turns out, I just wanted to bring this up since we talked about it. 72% of all people polled are in favor of the Johnson Amendment. Even even Trump voters, 66% were in favor of the Johnson Amendment. Well, that makes sense. How does that make sense? Because he specifically has said that he wants it gone. Oh, they were in favor. I thought you meant in favor of getting rid of it. No, no. no being oh, in okay. Fa yeah, in favor of the amendment itself. Clinton voters, 78%. Uh, Republicans were almost exact same as Trump voters. So, surprise there. But yeah, independent voters had the highest, 77%. 
of independents want the uh, Johnson Amendment? Clinton voters were 78. Oh, they were 78. Yeah. Hmm, I read but, the numbers wrong. That is in w- within the margin of error, so. Sure, sure. Hmm. I found it interesting that even Trump voters, when – in the in the poll, the Johnson Amendment was described as to what it what it actually does, and when you explain it, yeah. people like it. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I'm sure if you just ask evangelicals if they would like their churches um, to not have to pay or to be able to you know preach and not pay taxes, you'd get a completely different answer. But if you explain what the entire thing is, then yeah, they're okay. They they are not fond of the UCLA and would not like to see them uh, be tax deductible. So. Mm. And you actually think this matters, though? <laughs> Public opinion? No. Currently, no. No, not at all. Because <laughs> I'm no sure way. if you did that same poll about the internet privacy thing that's going yeah. down, that would probably yeah. have more numbers, and I bet you that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's already happened. He signed it today. Oh, he did sign that? Yeah. Yes. Y- yesterday or today. Ouch. Okay. So that's going to be fun. You're going to find your own uh, VPN service? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, there is a uh, FundMe, GoFundMe for people to purchase records from Washington, D.C. and f- by process of elimination, find their uh, senators and congresspeople and publish their browsing records. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yet this yeah. fuck won't put out his tax records. <laughs> no. <laughs> and not the twenty one, the 2016 ones, which aren't under audit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think by – I think I don't know if, 20, if it applies to 2016, but all presidents are audited by uh, tradition every year, which I didn't know. Oh, I'm surprised they haven't used that excuse yet because they did ask them about the 2016 and they was just like, eh, no. <laughs> We're not talking about this anymore. Now, I don't know that the 2016 would be – it would be the – well, I guess it would be the 2016 because we're about to file the 2016. But I don't know if that would apply. It would only be while he's president. But either way, Johnson Amendment, doesn't matter. I'm sure they'll work on it because, I don't know, it's yeah. something he said. <laughs> he promised, so he's got to do it. Yeah. yeah, he's got to have a win. He's got no wins in his category right now. <laughs> Not even the popular vote. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that I wanted to mention that we've talked about before, uh, the Secular Coalition for America, the, on their webpage, they had the uh, the March Madness bracket of the worst state bill in the oh, country. Yeah. Uh, right. the, the winner is the Texas Senate Bill 651. It is a religious freedom bill. Uh, it's described as being under the guise of religious freedom. It enshrines religious bigotry into law, granting licensed professionals, including doctors, therapists, social workers, and teachers, the right to discriminate as long as it is if they feel in any way that something in their work is a violation of their religious beliefs. And you missed police officers. I, I didn't even see police officers. Yep. Includes police officers. They are allowed to discriminate. That's problematic. Oh. <laughs> cool. So you can shoot somebody and, base, and claim religious freedom? She was wearing a hijab. I felt threatened. Yeesh. He was wow. brown. Yeah. <laughs> My religion doesn't like brown people. That's pretty terrifying. Yeah. No, it hasn't been signed into law yet, but it is on its way and it doesn't... Uh, I'm going to say, you're, you're, Texas is pretty well known for its sensible decision making, so I think it'll probably get defeated. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Go, go UCLA. Or not UCLA. <laughs> ACLU. <laughs> I think you said UCLA before, too. And I was like, what is she talking about? What did they do? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no one does like UCLA, but that's cool. <laughs> well, that's a, they're the same letters, right? Just in a different order. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Uh, so on to state news. This was, uh, I, I just found this one interesting, if nothing else. North Dakota Senate overwhelmingly passed their House Bill 1275, 
which uh, legalize student-initiated prayers uh, <laughs> at like at events over the over PAs. Basically, the funniest thing about this is they were already legal. There was yeah. nothing that uh, they were already being done. Apparently, a state representative proposed the legislation after uh, attending a playoff game in 2015, and there wasn't a uh, a prayer. So he decided that he wanted to pass a law to make it okay for the students to lead a prayer, except that most of the time they do, and this bill will do absolutely nothing. What do you want to bet that it started off with requiring a prayer and he just backed down a little bit? <laughs> mm, that could very well be. Mm. Great. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. And again. Yeah, was, good. <laughs> there really wasn't much room on that one where it was like, this blows. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous they're wasting their time on it. I was actually just going to the next one. Okay. All right, that's fair. That really was a bum out. <laughs> I thought this was amusing. In Texas, a Republican quotes the Bible in order to justify taking food stamps away from poor people. Oh, I saw this. Then I forgot to, yeah, I'm glad you found this. Yeah, Second Thessalonians is what he quoted. <laughs> he basically said, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. Now, even quoting the Bible, and you can find some awful stuff in the Bible, this was taken out of context, and it continues to say that we hear that some among you are idle, and it goes on to describe people who won't work. Not that they can't work, but that they... uh they won't work, and you know they're looking for the government handout, and that's the that's the verse that he decided to use. And it's amusing because another person kind of calls him on it, but yet not really. He kind of calls him on it and says, "Well, but he, you know, he says among those among you are Id are idle." So I think the reasonable expectation is that we have work requirements for government. Uh, government-funded aid. So he basically called him out on, well, you didn't really get the verse right, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm all about taking the food away from the poor people. They're going to squeeze and squeeze, man. This is going to come back to bite them in the ass. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're squeezing. They're, they, I don't understand why they don't remember that the people that voted for Republicans are the people that most often take government assistance. They're yes. hurting their own constituents. Oh, yeah, most of the states that voted overwhelmingly for Trump. Are red states. Are, yeah, are uh, all uh, on government, some kind of government program. Yeah, they take more money per capita than anybody else. And the next but couple of years. But they're too stupid to figure it out. Yeah. Their ideology is more important than reality. No, it's not even that. From what I'm reading, is it that they think that the programs they're on are good and that there's these other programs that the bad people are on? Oh, the, the takers. Yeah. Yeah, the takers. But not me. And then they're going to see all these things get, you know, you saw the uproar over uh, the Affordable Health Care Act. Mm -hmm. They were like, no, wait a minute. I'm on that program. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to get rid of Obamacare, not the American Health Care Act. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but then I also read reports where these people are like, yeah, that sucks. Like there was one about a woman and her she had cancer or something. I don't know what the hell it was, but something Trump was doing was fucking her over. And she was like, well. Yeah, this is not good. I didn't think it was going to happen to me. I hope somebody changed that. But I still support Trump. <laughs> How? Why? Mouth breathing, yeah, Karen. Mouth breathing. There's a lot of it down south. <laughs> it's very humid. <laughs> well, 
The hypocrisy that I find amusing is that when you go to debate someone and you make any reference to the Old Testament, they're immediately, well, that was the Old Testament. And, you know, I really we just do what Jesus says in the New Testament and not, you know, no. all the bad stuff. <laughs> but yet when it comes to what Jesus says, like, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Apparently they just skip over, you know, Matthew when they're talking about <laughs> taking away the food stamps and they just go to Thessalonians about how, how you're so too lazy. <laughs> yeah, what the heck is a Thessalonian anyway? I've never heard of this book. <laughs> First and second Thessalonians, I believe, were written by Paul. Uh, just like First uh, and Second Corinthians, the Thessalonians, Thessalonia was a place, okay. and he was writing to the Christians in that place, telling them what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong. Ah, okay. And Paul, by the way, is, what do they call it? Uh, um, I thought he was a contemporary of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That, wouldn't yeah. he be New Testament then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Paul's all New Testament. He really was, ditch everything, say goodbye to your family do away with all your wealth and go follow Jesus. Like he was all about that. And really he said, look, you should abstain from sex. This was a big thing with Paul. You should not have sex of any type to show your love for, for the Lord. And if you have really big sexual urges, all right, but get married first. <laughs> that was, that was Paul's like caveat. If you have to have sex, go get married. So he's the, he's the one that's considered you know, the quote first Pope. Oh, that was Peter. Oh, damn it. Okay, Peter. <laughs> you guys know so much more than me. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I got drilled with it quite a bit when I was young. <laughs> but yeah, Peter, uh, Simon, the fisherman who Jesus renamed Peter, was the first pope. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. Paul just preached, you know, all over after. It was quite a bit after Jesus's life. So, But uh, in any case... Again, I shouldn't be surprised because if you want to believe in the Bible, you're going to have to cherry pick for for your morals to mm. work out. So it shouldn't it shouldn't be too much of a stretch to believe that people are cherry picking whatever verses support them at the time. But it's still annoying. Well, like the most famous one about the rich man getting into heaven and the yeah cam. I mean, like that alone, Donald <laughs> Trump is no good right off the bat. <laughs> right, but that somehow. They overlooked that one. Well, I well, don't understand how any Christian can look at Trump and go, yep, that's what I believe. <laughs> yeah, I love pussy grabbing, too. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, he did say nobody knows the Bible better than him. No, please. So, <laughs> As he quoted two Corinthians. Yes. <laughs> like they said in two Corinthians. <laughs> two Corinthians walk into a bar. Uh, all right. I want to get into North Carolina thing. Mm. Because I mean, this really was big in the news, and uh, the basic thing is that they were they put out a what they put a, out a bill that mostly, if not completely, repealed what was it HB two yeah House Bill two, which was it basically said that you had to use a restroom a public restroom in corresponding to your uh, gender at birth, mm -hmm. but they repealed that. So this is, you know, everybody, like, I saw it on Colbert, I saw it on um, Seth Meyers. They were talking about, well, okay, it's a big victory for the LGBT community, except that the LGBT community really doesn't uh, doesn't think so. It was definitely a compromise. Yeah, it was, it was a compromise in, in legislation. It was not a compromise with the LGBT community. Like, they are... Yes. Uh, Why don't they like it? Well, Tell me more. So this, I, and I'm not sure I get it fully, but basically the way I understand it is the law 
that Obama had put in place said that you weren't allowed to discriminate. And that has been removed by Trump. So this was to make was to enforce the idea that you had to use a restroom of your uh, gender at birth. Mm -hmm. And without that, now individual what individual communities, cities can enforce basically whatever they want. Yeah. And in addition, it says no local government in this state may enact or amend an ordinance regulating private employment practices or regulating public accommodations. So nobody can make a law in Charlotte that says that people can use whatever bathroom they want, that they, you know, that they can choose the bathroom that's appropriate for them. They cannot make this a law until after 2020, I think it was. So the LGBT community is calling it a fake repeal, and they're saying it does not repeal HB2, that it, it actually just puts things in place so that it prevents the, uh, the LGBT community from making any progress. Right. They still don't have any protection. It doesn't provide any protection to the LGBT community, and it doesn't allow people to extend protection to them for years. But a town can make a law saying that if you want to use this bathroom, you can? No, they no. can't. They cannot they can't. make that So law. how is this considered a victory? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only way it's considered a victory, I think, is because even though they, they were doing this instead of just removing HB2, they called it the repeal of HB2. Mm. Oh. Now they've repealed the the part that says you have to go into the, the the bathroom of your you know it's on your birth certificate, right? But it, it you know it doesn't it doesn't give people the right to choose the bathroom that's appropriate for them. So it, it's somewhere in the, you know the wishy washy middle at this point. So well, I love talking about bathrooms all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that's the other thing that I I mean why why is this even a why do we need to have legislation on bathrooms? I don't... Because we need I to protect understand. women. Duh. Yes, and little girls. Yes. Who I guess are women, too. <laughs> so are we posting uh, guards outside of all the bathrooms? I'm sure there, should. Are, there are some people that would love to. Because to be quite honest with you, there's nothing stopping me from walking into a women's bathroom. <laughs> nope. You know, other than being a moral person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've accidentally done it at least twice in my life. <laughs> Oh, I've done it on purpose when the line was long. <laughs> <laughs> and we have taken over the men's room at times when the line is long in the oh, ladies' yes. room. That so. just happened to me recently. <laughs> I walked into a restroom in Atlantic City a couple of months ago, and there was a guy standing in there. I'm like, Meh. hello. <laughs> it must be a casino thing, because I was at the casino at Wilkes-Barre, and all of a sudden three women just walked in while I was at the urinal. They're like, line's too long in the women's bathroom. Do you mind? I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Like we've said before, there are stalls. There should be there should be stalls without gaps. But in any case, yeah. I don't want wait. I don't wait, want wait. I don't want a guy looking in the stall. Just like I don't want a woman looking. Like I don't care what gender you are. This is my business. What I'm doing in here, <laughs> Ray. If there's no gaps in between these stalls, how are the gay Republican officials in the airports going to know to tap their foot on the other? You know what I'm saying? Like you got to have that gap there. Just develop a code, a Morse code, and it'll a be not fine. code, maybe? Yeah, not code. Okay. Well, I'll pass that along next time <laughs> I'm in Washington. All I know is anytime I hear a knock, I'm just going to say no. <laughs> Move along. I'm, yeah, I agree with you, though. I'm sick of hearing about bathrooms. So, hey, let's move on. Okay. Hey, Karen. Can you tell me about this other article that I didn't uh, get a chance to read today? <laughs> sure. So the uh, American Civil Liberties Union, not UCLA. <laughs> UCLA, as we know them. <laughs> they filed a legal motion today to defend the Boyertown Area School Districts. 
practice of allowing students to use the restroom and locker rooms consistent with their gender identity. Eh, sorry, guys. <laughs> so the Boyertown School District said, transgender students, use the bathroom that is appropriate for you. The school was okay with it. The students were okay with it. The teachers were okay with it. There, unfortunately, were two uh, right-wing fundamentalist Christian groups that weren't okay with it, and they sued them. They had no stake okay. in the game. They just thought it was wrong. So it's the, the Alliance Defending Freedom uh-huh. and the Independence Law Center. And the ACLU went, we're on it. Don't worry about it, guys. We'll take care of this. Mm. So Success? This is all just transpiring now. So. Oh, okay. But how is it that third-party, you know, right-wing organizations have a say in this at all? Well, I think if I were to take the uh, devil's advocate, I would think that a lot of the right-wing people would say that, well, what does the ACLU have a stake in any of this? The ACLU is just ACLU is just defending the school at this point. Right. But I mean, in other cases, when the ACLU steps in or when like the secular coalition steps in, it's like, well, why do you even, you know, we, we weren't, you weren't involved in this. Why are you stepping in? I, I'm just saying, I think it, in that you stepped case, in because you stepped in. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's we're, the answer. Right. We're stepping in to, pre, you know, to preserve the freedoms of American citizens. Well, you see, they're stepping in to defend the rights of little girls. <laughs> Those defenseless little girls, Karen. Think about the children. <laughs> and all the men who want to go into the bathrooms and watch them pee. <laughs> now, it's rampant. I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that there are a few of them out there, but I'm pretty sure they're not willing to, you know, go the transgender route just to go and watch little girls pee. Well, I would say that there's more men in the world who want to watch adults pee, yes. and they're not breaking into bathrooms constantly. <laughs> no, they're just becoming president. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That document's looking more real every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a good thing. This is a good victory for the ACLU. Well, it's a good and, place for them to step in and help. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, I don't think that they should have. Well, hey, who knows? Depends on how the federal stuff pans out as to how how well this is going to. Because Gorsuch is definitely on the side of Christians when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Christians and corporations. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I, I was going to say that, you know, I'm sure that they can can win this, but who knows? It's true. So where are we off to next? Uh, yeah, what bathroom are we going to now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is all that I have for Stace News. So I think we have to move on to, even though I really don't want to talk about him, Mike Pence, because he creeps me out. <laughs> Ian is, uh, his computer has shut down. He'll be back when he can get back. Oh, yeah. how sad. So something's going on. Yeah, Mike Pence. This is another article that I posted. So have you seen the thing about Mike Pence and he won't go to events that have alcohol in them unless his wife goes with him? And he, I did see that. Yeah. And he won't have dinner with another woman alone. Now, this seriously um, impedes women in his cabinet because it, it limits their ability to, you know, have you – know, of, of access. So is this like just some personal thing that he's got going on or is this a religious thing? It's a, Oh, definitely a religious thing. Is there something in the Bible that you can't uh, spend time with other women that aren't your wife in a non-sexual manner? Well, I think it's more along the lines of he's honoring his wife by not giving into temptation, not, you know, presenting the option of temptation. So uh, under the guise that they follow that all men are just raging hormone beasts. Yes. And have to be kept and checked right and they can't possibly just have a you know a trusting relationship where he is not going to do those things because he said he won't do those things right and does mike pence believe that he can't control himself <laughs> like- I don't, 
I don't I think, know. I think he's showing, I think what I think is in his mind is that he is showing honor to his wife by not being in situations like that. I don't think that he believes that he is a raging ball of hormones. <laughs> and I don't think he is. I mean, look at him. He is the blandest of the bland but no he's same- got to be wound so tight holy crap are you kidding me well he wakes up every morning and makes a conscious choice not to be gay <laughs> so you know that takes a lot of willpower so i can't imagine why he just can't go out to dinner with a woman uh, yeah, you know I- it's funny though if if mike pence actually does believe all this shit like say it's not an act for whatever for his constituents or whatever to or to portray his stupid religious thing if this is all honest to god he, he wakes up in the morning and he absolutely believes this how the fuck does he square everything with Trump? Yeah. That this yeah. guy is done. I mean, how do you do that? So he must be lying. He must be full of shit. I mean, he has if to he be. If he was really as, as far as he's saying. I think he's full of shit as far as him supporting Trump. I mean, he's just doing it so that he can be vice president and do everything that he can. But how can you. But then he goes, but then he's clearly going out there and lying. Isn't that wrong in the Bible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can you. Be, you can't be that pragmatic and that religious at the same time. It doesn't work. You You can't. Uh, you know, swallow all of the sins of the of your partner and and shrug it off. You can't do that. It doesn't square with the religion part of your psyche. I agree. So I he, so he's lo- so he's full of shit. So he, if we follow that extension, then so he's full of shit. So his wife has caught him fooling around a number of times, and this is the Ooh. the compromise that they've got to. That's a possibility. Possibly. I, I don't. I know you're kind of reaching for on that one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But I mean, the alternative is that he he treats her like a. a like an icon. I don't. I don't mean you know like Beyonce icon. I mean you know a, a statue icon. <laughs> well, and the thing the thing that is really bad about this. I mean, not only does it so if you are a woman in or around the West Wing, you won't have access to the vice president because and you know that he has dinners with other guys. Yeah. With other uh, you know representatives, senators, but not not women. So it limits you in that way. But also. Think about the fundamental way that he addresses the, the women senators mm-hmm. or, or women representatives. He, the first thing he's going to notice, they have boobs. <laughs> like, the, he notices their gender above and beyond all else. Right. They, they are first and foremost women. They're not first and foremost people. Or senators. Yeah, like, what would he do if Trump died and he became president and he had to sit next to Angela Merkel? Would that be okay? With it, or would his wife have to be sitting there too? <laughs> I don't think that the Secret Service would be okay with that. I mean, she's not. Well, I suppose you could give her clearance. We've given it to everybody else. But yeah, it, it is sexism, and it is misogyny of a scale that normally you don't get to see in public. Boy, the more and more I think about it, this guy, is mind boggling. Yeah. <laughs> Just like again, like with the like, as soon as the grabbing the pussy thing came out, like how did could he? How do, like, yeah. I got to go back and look at the interviews where he justified that and defended that. <laughs> he can't. I mean, but I, he must have. I'm sure they asked him. Oh, yeah, they did. I, if I remember correctly, it was something along the lines of, you know, I, well, I don't condone um, his what he said and you know, his words and then something, you know, smarmy. He's a, he's a very gifted speaker and he can turn things around and he's very charming. But that that, that well, doesn't yeah. charming. I would not say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can, he's got his answers well prepared. But there's nothing charming about that guy. <laughs> well, sure, charming is perhaps not the right word. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, having that this guy at, at such a power level, and he treats women as he's treating all women as second class citizens, all of them. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. 
we are we are there to be protected and coddled and to crap out babies. Again, yeah. though, I mean, while while I agree with your your statement, it, it's it's not anything that you know, it's not a big revelation. Like this no. is one of the reasons why we didn't like the idea of Pence to begin with was because of his complete Christian like weirdness. Mm. Not just Christian beliefs, like you know, I believe in Jesus and I think you should do the right thing, but these fundamental Christian beliefs from the Bronze Age. Yeah, and did he not just? Uh, do the tiebreaker so the states can defund Planned Parenthood? Yes, he did. Yep. Hey, he's a great guy. <laughs> he loves women. And he loves mother, his wife. Oh, yeah. He calls his wife mother. That's just creepy. How how old is Mike Pence? Hmm. That's a good question. I do not know of him. Like, he can't be more than 10 years older than us, right? Uh, 57. 57? I can't believe my mom just turned 73 and she's like 100 times more progressive than him. <laughs> And when she was born, there wasn't a polio vaccine. <laughs> so apparently this is from the the uh, the Atlantic. Sorry, I was off. I was still looking at the pen stuff. Apparently this idea came from Billy Graham. Billy Graham came up with a, it's called the Billy Graham rule in his autobiography, where he says to avoid any situation that would even have the appearance of compromise or suspicion. Do not travel, meet, or eat alone with a woman other than your wife and flee youthful lusts. So I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> well, I think that I, again, I think that's a callback to to uh, to Paul mm. saying the youthful lust. I think is a, a callback to the Bible. So I think it is. I don't know. I think it comes down to a uh, like he. I'm sure growing up he listened to Billy Graham. Oh sure. So I think it's just a callback to him for you know traditional Christian values. And know. by this logic, he can't go and have a dinner with Betsy DeVos to talk about something. Right. Alone. Or because primarily she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Un <laughs> Angela Merkel or Theresa May or any other woman in the world. Half of the – more than half the population in the world. Out of bounds. Yeesh. Certainly not Ivanka. I don't know how he could control himself around Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah. He can't go and have dinner with Ivanka <laughs> or Melania. And now she's in the White House. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about, you know, one-on-one -on -one meetings when the door is closed and nobody can see in? Nope. If he's following the Billy Graham rule, he shouldn't do that. Wow. He's going to have a young page or staffer sitting in the room with them making sure he doesn't <laughs> lose his shit and rape her. <laughs> uh, so is there any chance that there's anything other than the missionary position with this guy? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, uh, how many kids does he have? Can we count how many times he's actually had sex? <laughs> he is so tightly wound. But then again, I don't know. Is he really tightly wound, or is he just a, uh, an opportunist, and he took this angle? I do not know. Like, for all I know, all this shit about him not going out with his wife could be fucking horseshit. Or, you know... He, he did stand by Donald Trump. <laughs> he did. Yeah, there is a lot of horseshit in his life. That is for sure. Uh, three children. Okay. So, not an... We, no for sure he doesn't masturbate, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Probably not. Gotta get some of the poison out, Mike. Then you can go out and have dinner with women. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Hey, remember that book I bought? Yes. A long time? That yeah. That actual hard card? <laughs> I still haven't read it. So I'm still a sucker. And as a matter of fact, I actually, this is the honest to God truth. I was thinking about the book today and I was like, man, I should really get around to reading that. And I was like, I wonder if there's like an audio copy somewhere. <laughs> like, I was like, whether on Audible or maybe someplace else. And I was like, oh my God, what a moron. Why didn't I just go to Audible and get that book? Which I'm pretty sure it's on there. But I wanted to let the listeners know of Profane Argument 
that Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. Thank you for highlighting this as I'm reading. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot that that does that. We can see that, too. Hey, go ahead. It was like having a teleprompter. It was going along right with exactly what I was saying. <laughs> So, uh, so see, see, you could have done what I didn't do, and you're gonna get a free book. I could have gotten that free book and a 30 day trial, but I blew it. But if you wanted to, you could go and you could listen to Raven, the untold story of Reverend Jim Jones and his people, uh, and that is by Tim Reiterman. 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 Mm. I like that Raven. What does the Raven have to do with Jim Jones? Was that something part of his thing? I don't recall. Supposedly, there's a no biopic movie coming out in this based on this book and all kinds of interesting things, but I don't know where Raven comes from. Oh, okay. Or you could read what Ray was hinting at before, The Missionary Position, Mother Teresa in Theory and Practice, by, written by everybody's favorite, The Hitch, Christopher Hitchens, and Thomas Mallon. Mallon, did I say that right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. I can only imagine what that book's about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's that documentary coming out? Oh, I don't know if anybody has the balls to make that one. That would be that would be very ballsy. Uh-huh. So if you want to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash profane argument. Thanks, Jared. It was forward slash, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no problem. I'll get it right one day. <laughs> so continuing, I, th- I guess today's theme is uh, s- uh, women as a second class citizen. Because uh, the next thing that I have is from Raw Story. One of the executive orders that was signed... Last week, I believe, because um, he's in the the business of undoing everything he can that uh, Barack Obama put in place. Mm. On March 27th, there was an order that undoes all the uh, protections that were put in place for safe workplaces, fair pay and safe workplaces. So it undoes anti-discrimination laws uh, against women and... I forget where the uh, – I don't have the law in front of me. I'm trying to find it. But remaining safe on the job. So sexual assault. There was a, uh arbitration clause, which mm. people can uh, – companies can put in their – like a contract or an employee agreement that uh, – so if you get uh, sexual harassment or sexual assault while at work, you can sue. But this executive order undoes that. And so if you have signed a employee agreement with an arbitration clause, you can't sue the company. You have to let it go to a third-party arbitration. Yeah, I didn't realize that's why Gretchen Carlson didn't sue Fox News. She exactly. Instead, she sued you know, Roger Ailes directly because she could not sue Fox News. She would have had to have gone to arbitration. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember hearing a lot about that in uh, – I don't know if you guys ever saw that uh, documentary, Hot Coffee. No. Don't think so. Oh, Man, I know this is kind of off track, but it's a kind of – well, no, it's not. It's kind of in line with what we're talking about. Hot Coffee is about tort reform and and screwing people over with that mediation thing. It's all about that woman who sued McDonald's for burning herself mm. on the hot coffee. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, which, which, which I'm sure I, you know the true story of that and how that unfolded. Right. right. I mean, yeah. she, it actually, she was actually injured quite badly. People make a joke out of it, but she was really injured. Yeah, she had third-degree burns on herself. Yeah. And she only – and she sued for the – the medical treatment, which was about twenty grand, and McDonald's was like, "Nah, we're not going to give you that money." Right. And so she sued, and then the jury's like, "Hey, guess what? You're getting three days worth of coffee sales from McDonald's, which comes out to three point eight million dollars." <laughs> but anyway, they they there was a there was a woman who got raped uh, while working for Halliburton mm. uh, when they she went out to Iraq after that when they were fixing all the shit out there, and she got raped in the barracks, and she couldn't sue because she signed that thing for arbitration. Oh wow. 
so they went to arbitration and they were like, no, we were going with Hal Burton. Oh, nice. So, uh, and then I believe Al Franken stepped in and she's still, and I think at the end she still didn't win. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So if you can find it, Hot Coffee is a, is a great documentary about that stuff. There's a few other different things in there, but that makes sense with Gretchen Carlson. I would imagine Fox News would absolutely have a something like that in your, in your contract. Yeah. Well, Especially in light of what's been happening the past couple of days over Fox News. <laughs> well, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'm really behind on that. What is her name? Roginsky, Roginsky, something like that. She's uh, is that the name of the person you're talking about? Referring to? She's well, no, it's all about um, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. People are coming out of the woodwork complaining about Bill O'Reilly. Oh well, sure. Well, yeah, there was a woman who just came out with her lawyer. The, the one I saw, her, I forget her name. It was Melissa something or other. She was a therapist on his show or something, and they were going to give her a spot, and then he tried to take her up to her room. <laughs> but then, like after that, the day came out. It's like Fox has paid out like twenty five million dollars. And lawsuit money just for just for Bill O'Reilly alone. Wow! And his sexual assault issues—that's amazing. I might I may have the number wrong, but it's something like that. Maybe it's like twelve million. But either way, if it's if it was a thousand dollars, it'd be like Jesus. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly turns out a real scumbag. Besides, you know, uh, half yeah, choking his wife and th- half throwing her down a sl- flight of stairs. Yeah, he's a sexual harassing fiend, evidently. Yeah. Well, all those guys who were Ailes's little minions, mm. you know. Things are changing over at that network. <laughs> I think it has to I, at this I, point. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm just noticing like Shep Smith, Brett Bear, they're all kind of not towing the line as much anymore. Well, Chris with, Wallace, Chris Wallace was laying into Scrap Pruitt the other day. With Ailes out of the way, I think they have a little bit more freedom to do that. But yeah, so is it, maybe the old guard's going to be going soon. Maybe. Maybe. So the person that I was uh, mentioning, Julie Roginski, or Roginski, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, but she just put in a uh, lawsuit against Fox News, a sexual harassment lawsuit. She uh, And she was also suing Roger Ailes, personally, mm. because... Oh, is this the one where she claimed that he required uh, kisses and hugs every time... She was around or something. A morning kiss. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It's it's hard to keep up with all this Fox yeah. News. It's every day there's like a new one. <laughs> and he he would do this to not just her, but um other other women who worked and would as they approached, would lower his chair as far as it would go so they would have to bend over oh, if oh, they were going God. to give her them uh, him a kiss on the cheek. I mean, just amazingly disgusting. Wow. So That uh, is some old school yeah. yeah, sexual exactly. harassment. <laughs> well, he's an old dude. Not that yeah. it's, not that I'm excusing it at all, but he needed to be told no about eight times with a bat. Wow. So uh, she is filing, uh, well, has filed a suit and is um, claiming, and I think rightfully, that, so they have a show called The Five. Oh, and, The Five. And <laughs> uh, apparently her promotion to co-host of The Five was uh, contingent upon uh, the morning kiss. So after she refused to uh, give him a kiss, she she was told that she was no longer in the running for wow. that position. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the, to back to the original story, though. Um, so Trump signed the order that undoes the protections that Obama had put in place. This is at the same time that Ivanka Trump is uh, tweeting about, our, you know, equal pay day, which is a reminder that women deserve equal pay for equal work. E- equal pay day is, you know, the day where if the year started on this day, women would make the same as men. So it was March 20, April 4th. Oh, it was today. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's why yeah. I heard about that today. I didn't know he signed that thing on the twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. I guess he did. Are we all shocked that there's a contradiction here? No. <laughs> well, I thought she had more sway over him, but I guess not. No. Maybe she will now that Just she's like in Saturday the White House. Just like Saturday Night Live said, she's complicit. Yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing. Complicit. <laughs> complicit. <laughs> so uh, the other thing I wanted to mention before getting into today's big news was the thing over at NASA. This just astounds me. NASA is putting up a $1.1 million grant to study how finding aliens could impact religion. What? Hmm? Uh, 1.108 million grant CTI will oversee a resident team of visiting scholars in theology and they are going to do exactly that if we find life in on another planet we need to determine how it's going to impact religion well I, first of all I I would have just assumed that NASA had already thought about this to some extent well I'm sure you know. some people in, in NASA have. But I mean, I mean, I'm to the point where like they actually had like a meeting and were like, "Listen, if we ever do, we have to think of a contingency plan of how to release this information, or you know, otherwise there's going to be people hanging themselves from fucking trees." Yeah, it's kind of an important question. I mean, if we did find proof of alien life that was dramatic, what what would you know highly religious people do? What did I'm thinking? That probably nothing. They wouldn't do anything too crazy. They would just fold it into their religion. That's what they do. They just go, well, it's just another one of God's creatures. That's what I figured. Yeah. You know, after the mass suicides first. <laughs> well, it, dep- it would depend on um, how alien life was found. If they came and visited us, yes, there might be some mass suicides. But I don't think that would be just a, a religious thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> so here's the part that gets really bad. So NASA, government money, they uh, st- again, the, the grant is going to CTI, which is Center of Theological Inquiry. They hired 11 theologians, 10 of them Christian. Only one among them was a, is a scientist. They, the proposed grant they're supposed to spend the money on formulating a Christian response to scientific studies on morality, <laughs> developing a new model of biblical interpretation, relating themes from 1 Corinthians to astrobiology, Reconciling a potential astrobiology discovery with Christian theology. Like, this is all based on how the church can handle this. So it's all to do, and and 99% of it is what the Christian church could do Mm. so that the Christian church would not be impacted. Why is government money being spent on this? I was just about to ask him, like, why is this NASA's problem? Exactly. This is the church's problem to think about, not NASA. Mm. Is this an order that came, you know, from higher up, or is this something that they decided to do? I don't know that it actually has that in the article, but what I can tell you is I actually have a uh, a cousin who works at NASA, and it has been described to me that NASA is full of Christian believers, that this is not a – this could easily have been developed within NASA. Really? Yeah. There's people working at NASA who believe in God? <laughs> Not only that they, <laughs> there are, but that it is expected, according to him. It's expected that you go to church with these people. Oh. Uh, what? With your coworkers. Yeah. That's problematic. Wait, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, he, he, he told me that it, it's, it, that is expected. <laughs> that, so if I had a job, so somehow I got a job at NASA doing something, 
I would have to go church, go to church with my workmates. Well, you don't have to, but if you don't, you're it's not. Noticed. You know, they're not. Go- they're going to snub you. They're going to, you know, not give you as much time, not spend as much time with you, m- possibly be overlooked for you know promotions. Wow. So these are higher ups. Yes, definitely. Been there a while. These, so are these bureaucrats n- not scientists? I don't know. I imagine some of them are scientists, but oh, uh, definitely yeah. the bureaucratic portion of. Oh, okay. Well, if I if if I have to go to church to keep my job and maybe hopefully one day benefit the human race, I guess I could suck it up and do that. But if you're telling me these are other scientists, I'd be like, okay, this isn't where I should be working. <laughs> I, there are some scientists that are religious, but you don't usually get the the crazy fundamentalist in science. Right. I'm not saying every scientist is an atheist, but no. I would say the majority of them are. I think they can be. I think there are a decent number of theists. That believe in the you know the possibility of God and the, you know but they don't practice and they don't proselytize that's for sure so the, yeah I'm thinking this is more um, bureaucratic than it is scientific yeah probably it better be guys <laughs> it better be <laughs> is that Ian can anybody hear me yet yes we can <sighs> welcome back yeah sort of yeah <laughs> my audacity blew up so I don't know what to do at this point I'm just panicked I just try to keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you should be good. If nothing else, I can pull uh, I can pull your stuff from uh, YouTube. So there. You okay, go. there you go. I saved off the you know first thirty nine minutes that I got. <laughs> Put okay. it into a file. Uh, stupid computers. They're yeah. so Sorry. good until they're bad. <laughs> no, they weren't. It wasn't. It was my own stupidity. Uh, apparently, the battery backup that I had this plugged into was not a functioning battery backup. Did not provide any power. So when I said earlier in the show, oh. Sorry, my computer never goes to sleep during the show, and it's never happened before, and I don't know why. It was because I wasn't wasn't charging, it was running on battery, and by the time I looked up and saw the little warning that said you have no minutes of battery power left, <laughs> the computer powered down, and I was like, yeah, it's the end. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> on the upside, I've been on the call for a long, a long time. I heard, I heard the the entire Mike Pence segment. I heard <laughs> you guys. Try to feed Jared the line to do the advertisement. And Jared's oh, like, no. I don't even know what's going on. Who are you people? <laughs> Did you catch on to it? <laughs> we had discussed it before the show that we were going to lead into the advertisement with the missionary position, and you're like, yeah, that's not my favorite position. But anyway, Mike Pence. Uh, well, no, no, no. First of all, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Those words never uttered because I don't even remember that. No, part it, did, it did, actually it didn't. I was even clearly make it doing end. something else or trying to figure out <laughs> what I was going to say during that right. part. No, when they when they said missionary position, it didn't make a dent over your head listen <laughs> we're not getting paid for this shit all right we're not professionals the we're commercials are professionals we're huh? we're like a we're like triple a baseball <laughs> <laughs> all right we're I like the going... wilkesbury scranton penguins <laughs> penguins <laughs> all right before we get to uh, the big news of the day i want to bring up this thing because i found it amusing did you see what isis said about trump <laughs> no <laughs> he was a dum-dum <laughs> there was a remark put out by I'm going to mess up this name, but Abi Al Hassan Al Mahajir. Good attempt. Said uh, he's a member of ISIS. He's a spokesperson, spokesman for ISIS. Uh, he said, "America, you have drowned, and there is no savior. You have become prey for the soldiers of the caliphate. Uh, there is more evidence. There is no more evidence than the fact that you are being run by an idiot who doesn't <laughs> know what Syria or Iraq or Islam is." He won't uh, that's the first time ever I've agreed with someone in ISIS. Not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Politics makes strange bedfellows. Who knew <laughs> that me and that guy 
we're like best friends. <laughs> well, I think you take it a little too far there. <laughs> we have so much in common. Yeah, because he also continues to say, uh, die in spite America, a nation <laughs> where uh, both young and old are racing to die in the name of God will not be defeated. Okay, I'm out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a little excessive. <laughs> hey, I just said he was right about one thing. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't call him a best bud. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the more recent news of this week. I don't know how much time we have, but uh, probably not much. Jared uh, Kushner. Uh, sorry, did you share a name with this guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you? Uh, do we want to talk about him and his ridiculousness? I think we hit on it a little bit last week. But he's been giving more stuff since. Yeah, he has. Well, he's the, he's the new baby, baby secretary of state, right? Yes, <laughs> he's the secretary of everything. Apparently, yeah. He's in Iraq at the moment. Again, or maybe yes. it was earlier. Yeah, oh, that was today. He had an emergency meeting there for something. Oh man, why the hell is Rex Tillerson there? If this is something secretary of statey. Wouldn't it be him? Because Rex is only supposed to deal with Russia shit and the, and the oil rig. <laughs> he was hired for one reason. See, I think I think I kind of hit on this earlier when we were uh, having a discussion at lunch with the people we go to lunch with that he had to hire all these people. Trump had to get a secretary of state and a secretary of education or whatever. So he did. And they're having trouble either getting into the role like the Senate is all the senator, the, the hearings, they're having trouble with them. And he, they're being watched. Everyone's watching Tillerson and seeing what he's doing. So Trump's just like, all right, my son-in-law, I don't have to pay him. Mm-hmm. He'll do whatever I want. He'll come and tell me everything. The Senate has no nothing over him because it's not a real position. I'm going to put him in charge of everything. He's just an advisor. Yeah. Go. He can do anything Trump wants. It's true. And how, again, I know, I know he probably asked this. How is that fucking legal? Like how, (laughs) like, so I imagine he's got secret service with him, right? Right. He's got clearance to look at documents and stuff and can go places. Yet he doesn't get a paycheck. Nobody vetted him. Right. I was going to say legal. That's where it gets kind of sketchy. I feel like this is I feel like Trump's governing style all comes from his love of the Sopranos. (laughs) So uh, he wants to just give all his orders. You know, he wants to start eliminating everybody else and just give all his orders through family. Mm. So that way he can totally insulate himself. But, yeah, this it's not, you know, what we would consider legal or following procedure. But I mean, it's a, you know, it's I don't know what to do. I'm still panicked and it's not shocking. The man is so self-assured and so just I don't know, he just doesn't associate with the same reality that the rest of us do. He doesn't understand how over his head how woefully amazingly over his head he is. Oh, he is way out of his depth. Oh my god. Again, that's why I keep suggesting that he may be innocent in all of this. <laughs> And just doesn't know it that he's he might not even know what kind of bad shit he's involved in. Well, look at all right. So today, um, uh, North Korea sent missiles towards Japan again, and Syria gassed a whole bunch of their citizens. What has that was his, awful? Yeah, That's yeah. Oh, yeah. What is his response? What is his been official? You know, White House response to either I of those? I things? assume nothing. Yeah. Well, I know he called Putin directly and uh, had very loving and tender words for him over that bombing. What? Oh, you didn't hear about that? No. It, well, it, you know, you heard what happened in, in Russia, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in St. Petersburg, yeah. Yeah. He called Putin directly from the White House 
to offer his condolences and that America will help in any way possible. And we're so sorry. You're the greatest person in the world. Please hide the heat tape. Heat tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it, it's reasonable to call. I, I have no argument with that. That was. Oh, by the way, there was know. a response to, to what happened in Syria. Was there? Yeah. I heard Tillerson oh, yeah. had a response. I didn't see that Trump did. Oh, I, I, I'm not sure if it came from Trump or if it was Sean Spicer, whoever, but apparently it was Obama's fault. Oh, I did see that. It was Obama's yeah. fault. Yeah, his lack of leadership. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're really sorry what happened, but this is all Obama's fault. <laughs> yeah, it probably had nothing to do with the fact that like three days ago, Tillerson said when asked about what the, the, we're going to do in Syria, his response was, well, I think we're going to let the Syrians handle Syria. Yeah. So we're basically, he said, we're going to let Assad, uh, Putin, Iran, and Hezbollah decide what to do with the Syrians. Just let them all duke it out, yeah. And so Hezbollah went, so we can do whatever we want. (laughs) We can use nerf gas? Okay, thanks. And you won't do anything? All right, that works. Nice. I'm wondering if anybody has explained to Tillerson that making (laughs) these off comments can cause thousands of people to be killed. Yeah. (laughs) Again, are we shocked that a CEO of an oil company doesn't really know how to govern? No. <laughs> when asked about North Korea, it's like, I don't know. I guess we'll fucking bomb him or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he immediately goes for China. China, why aren't you handling this? And China's like, oh, so this upcoming weekend could be interesting because uh, what's his name? Yi? Um, the, I don't know what his title is. The premier president, whatever, of China is coming to Washington, D.C. He's going to be at Mar-a-Lago for the weekend. Yeah. This could be interesting. I, I heard that he is going to beg Trump to believe in climate change, <laughs> which to me is shocking that that the Chinese are going to be like, please get on board with this. Well, Beijing became almost uninhabitable. It right. is still almost uninhabitable. It is killing their people. The air is so bad. <laughs> Do you know how much smog we're putting into the air, Trump? Please, I assure you. This is all our fault. <laughs> and the dog's going to be like, hear. no, I'm pretty positive coal companies dumping sludge in rivers is going to be good for the economy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. People uh, making money is good for the env- environment. Uh, holy crap. <sighs> all right. So before we run out of time, onward to uh, – Right. And I, I, I swear I, I'm going to call – I'm going to say that I called this long before, right after he got the uh, – right after uh, November 8th. Eric Prince. The uh, founder of Blackwater. I mentioned Blackwater several times. Oh, Eric Prince is now in the news. What every five minutes? They can't. Mm-hmm. They can't get enough of this guy because apparently, after the whole Blackwater scandal in 2007, he moved to the UAE, set up a bunch of uh, connections Please. there. He sold off Blackwater. Yeah, he did. He sold yeah. off Blackwater, but now he has a new uh, a new group. I can't remember what the federal security something or other i don't know but oh, it did blackwater change its name to something like the children's funders something <laughs> like that yeah. <laughs> they did change it yeah but uh he then used his connections in the uae to get a secret meeting with a russian oligarch out in the uh how do you pronounce that seychelles 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 yeah. island which is off the east coast of africa somewhere and this is now coming to the to the forefront how i mean at this point Oh, and you missed a piece. He's Betsy, Betsy DeVos's brother. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. I didn't mention that this podcast. The Betsy DeVos Blackwater connection before. Yes. And as we as we also discussed previously, her and Sessions and Bannon are all member uh, members of a uh, of a foundation uh, to promote Christian values. 
So they're, they've all worked together before. And uh, so then this is now Prince is now setting uh, has set up this. Do we know who all attended this meeting? No, we know he was... did. And we know the Russians did. Well, now, the the I know the the Russian guy that was in it was mentioned in the dossier with the P tape. Uh-huh. So everybody's that's why everyone's saying, oh, wait a minute. There's more and more of this this dossier that's coming out that we're finding more connections to it. Right. So they set up a, a secret back channel so Trump could talk to this guy who's mentioned in that thing. Mm. Come on. We're going to see that tape, guys. We're going to see it one day. <laughs> Someday. It's, it's, I think it's it's coming. I think it's coming fast. When I heard this news, I was I was for once blown away. But like I'm not really blown away anymore, but this one really really shook me. Shook me in my computer chair. I was like, what is going on? I can't believe that and I can. The thing is, I can. I'm just stunned at the level of of corruption that is that that we're operating under. Because I know, I mean, and everybody's still in the, like the first phase of this. Like it's out there, and they're like, "Well, it's bad that this news is out there. Just ignore the news, and <laughs> it's probably fake anyway." I definitely didn't do this, but man, yeah, Eric Prince. He just he makes me anxious. Anybody yeah. <laughs> whose whose business model is mercenary thugs <laughs> and Christian uh, fundamentalism. Yeah, yeah, really. You know that's that's an anxiety attack for me waiting to happen. But uh, it just seems so obvious at this point. The only thing that I, I just and yet ever, uh, I don't know. I don't know where the disconnect is happening. I feel like every time something like this needs to happen, all the major news outlets need to air Michael Flynn saying, if someone's asking for immunity, it's probably because they're guilty. <laughs> well, I have to say, I've seen that at least 50 times this week in various different places. So it's probably going to keep going. It needs to not stop. It's my favorite. <laughs> so as far as what happened, so they set up this back channel thing so Trump could talk to this Russian guy or to talk to Putin? A channel to Putin. To, so, okay, was it through this through this Russian oligarch. Right. Did did Trump ever talk to him? Unknown. Unknown. I mean, okay, but we know that was set up. There's yes, no specific right. evidence that he did. Right. And the, the point of this, I mean, they just may not have you know acted on this channel yet. The whole point of this channel, though, was, and it's why the UAE was part of it, was because they wanted to try to get Russia to stop supporting Iran. That's the connection to the UAE. So they wanted to isolate Iran as much as possible in in you know uh, in in Asia, so that they would be less of a threat to all the other countries around them. But and but but Eric Prince is interesting though because I think under normal circumstances, well, not under <laughs> fuck normal, normal's completely out the window. I think Trump, if he had his druthers, would have put him in a position like Secretary of State. But there's no way he could because he is you know America's most notorious mercenary. So instead, he's doing <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah, what? Sorry. Instead, he settled for Bannon. Yeah. Well, Bannon doesn't – I mean the whole uh, Blackwater thing I think made it not possible for Eric Prince to have a position. Right. So this is what he's doing instead. Well, and it also gives them a little bit of leeway saying that, well, Eric Prince had no – like Sean Spicer said, had no role in the transition. Right. We weren't aware of any meetings. Yeah, bullshit. And meanwhile, uh, Prince's spokesman, 
Eric, princess spokesman, <laughs> said that Eric had no role in the transition team. This is a complete fabrication. The meeting had nothing to do with President Trump. So is it a complete fabrication or was there a meeting that you just admitted it happened? Because <laughs> the meeting had nothing to do with Trump. So before you start believing any of those lies, back in July, there is an article on The Intercept. Back in July, Eric Prince was talking with to and the white supremacist Steve Bannon, Oh, nice. Uh, head of Breitbart News, saying that if Trump administration uh, gets in place, they should recreate the Phoenix program, the CIA assassinate, assassination ring that was used in the Vietnam War. Oh. So he wants to be in charge of the Phoenix program, part the two. The Phoenix program. The Phoenix, the Phoenix re- reborn. <laughs> yeah. From the ashes of Blackwater. Right. So he was in contact with Steve Bannon talking about Trump and Trump's administration back in July. Wow. Before right. was that it was after he had the nomination, I think. I don't remember when yeah, the nomination yeah, took place. I think that's when, right. when the DNC was or the RNC, somewhere around there. Yeah. So the the idea that, well, Prince has had no contact with Trump's administration, you're bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's had constant contact right. with Trump's the, administration. They're just they're resting on the fact that he was not officially part of the transition team. Just because someone gives millions of dollars to a pro-Trump super PAC and has direct contact with all the people on the transition team, if he's not an official member of the transition team, transition team then we can just do this. His name wasn't on the list. Yeah, we're ignorance. I don't even know who Eric Prince is. I don't know what you're talking about. Whose sister is our secretary of of, of education. Yeah, it it just goes on and on. The the connections are amazing. I just, the amount of things that you can't get away with anymore is just so huge. And I think everybody thinks that they can. Mm. And I think that they're wrong. And I think they don't see it. Like, does nobody remember just a few short years ago when a certain... General Petraeus, all he wanted to do was bang a reporter that wasn't his wife. He was the head of the FBI, and he couldn't get away with it. Yeah. And these clowns think that because (laughs) it's stupid Watergate. Yes. (laughs) That is a good, good analogy. It is. It's it's super giant Watergate, though. Watergate was nothing compared to this. Is there like this secret cadre of rich people and racists all like plotting out there like it seems like this is all set up way in advance and it's not like (laughs) that's like a really really dumb illuminati (laughs) (laughs) to help help disguise the real one (laughs) yeah like like if you were really plotting this would you be like hey paul manafort why don't you be the head of my campaign for five months (laughs) You have no ties to Russia, right? I mean, it's just so <laughs> retarded. Like, like I, I remember hearing a couple months ago, and I'm starting to think this might be true. I mean, I, I could be hoping this and that, but it was, it was either former MS, NSA or former FBI, and he was being interviewed, and they asked him, like, what was Trump's future? And he was like, he's going to die in jail, mm-hmm. is what this guy said, that, that Trump is going to die in jail. And, like... As much as I keep saying, like, he, I, I kind of think the moron is innocent because of the way he talks all the time. Like, he's, well, much like uh, Ivanka, complicit in some way. And, like, he, I'm starting to think he might go to jail. Well, there, there are also – there's more than one Trump persona. The Trump persona that we have seen throughout this entire campaign in the presidency is not the same persona necessarily 
that is you know native to him because people talk about working with him and he's a calm, reasonable person. And that's not the Trump that we see. So oh, I see, I hear different reports where like he loses his shit over other things. Like that's another Trump. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so there's, yeah. okay. So I'm, I've heard the one where he yells at Sean Spicer for, for wearing the wrong suit while he was talking and, you know, well, he, and he wasn't strong enough and blah, blah, blah. Well, he has a real big problem with people that are not, that, that are not, they, they don't present themselves. They should, don't show strength. They don't show strength. And they don't. They're not dressed properly. Because the first time Spicer came out, he had that horrible suit jacket on that didn't fit him properly. That is a cardinal sin in Trump's world. You don't do that. Says the man with tape on the back of his tie. But <laughs> the tie draped down to the floor. Yeah, but no. That that I think that is one of the primary reasons why um, what's his name from New Jersey didn't get a, any anything because too he, fat. <laughs> Too fat. Yeah, exactly. Fat. He does not present the, the the right visual for his for his uh, campaign. You know, for anything. Bolton had that mustache. Bolton had the mustache. Yeah, I, visuals make a, a huge difference to him, to Trump, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it is if you've grown up the way Trump did, where nobody ever says no to you, and right. people tell you how great you are, and your father is a total tyrant. <laughs> Yeah. Why hasn't he got a facelift and all the fat sucked out of his ass? I don't understand why. Because he looks in the mirror, he sees a great looking guy, probably. <laughs> he thinks he's perfect. Like the opposite of me, who can't even look at himself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be great looking. Look at his wife. Uh, good point. Look uh, at all his wives. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the answer, part of the answer to the question is just outright hubris. They are smarter. They are more advanced, they're better human beings than the rest of us, and they can do what they think is best for us because they are better. That is a huge part of what of, of their of what they're doing. None of this, you know, they didn't think they'd get caught because they didn't. Th- they thought they were smarter than everybody else. I guess so. I mean, but they're st- I don't know the <laughs> way that they went about this. I feel like I could have put a, together a better plan. <laughs> <laughs> sure you could have like i i immediately like say like i just did everything and i would just be like listen vladimir i'm totally on board for this thing right but when asked questions about you i'm gonna talk kind of shitty about you like strong you know yeah yeah just so you know i don't mean one fucking word even if i say it i will call you immediately (laughs) i tell you i didn't mean it but just so no but no Stupid Donald Trump's just like, hey, not a bad guy. He said nice things about me. I like, I mean, like, how could you not draw? <laughs> yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great if we got along with Russia? Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if the United States and Russia got along? I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck that's supposed to mean, but wouldn't it be great? Like, have him over for a play date, take him out for tea, you know, got along, yeah. or be complicit in my criminal activity, you know, <laughs> got along, <laughs> or you know. Prevented the Russians from from releasing the P tape. You know, get along. Well, that's just important because <laughs> that would be embarrassing, and that's not acceptable. Uh, it's amazing. So the question is, how long are we until the impeachment process starts? It's not. It's not a matter of is it going to happen. It's I hope when I would. I don't know. I figure it will be shortly after I start seeing the first uh, political ads for the midterm election. Yeah, because they are probably all going to jump ship. Not all, but enough. Like, yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. But and Ian said this last night on a, on our show, and I and I did agree with it. I did say this. He resigns long before that happens. He resigns long. before it becomes embarrassing. Yeah. Yep. 
He resigns. Job done. Hundred percent victory tour. <laughs> Going to start Trump TV. And twenty percent of the country will go woohoo and have a big celebration because yeah, they're like he did it. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. He's greatest president ever. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. And then I have a feeling James Cohen's be like, nope, get back over here, asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not done with you just yet. So what was the uh, the name of the senator today? The uh, Costa is that his name? The uh, he came out and said, I think it was today, earlier today. He said, uh, I'm not exactly sure when this is going to happen, but he really doesn't think that everybody is getting away. Somebody is going to be arrested. This is after he looked at evidence that was presented to the House Intelligence Committee. That he he's didn't say on. Who. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said somebody is is it's likely that somebody is going to get arrested and not just one person. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw an interesting thing the other day. I can't remember where about the National Enquirer did an article saying that Trump catches Russian spy in the White House. And it was a picture of Michael Flint. <laughs> and it turns out that Donald Trump and the guy who owns the National Enquirer are very good friends. So Trump is often quoting articles that he's seen in the Enquirer as truth, <laughs> believe it or not. And this gives off the sense that like obviously and, and obviously the, the Enquirer was very pro-Trump during the election and, and up until this point. So for them to do that, like I don't they're saying they, they don't think Trump went to him and said, hey, put this article in there. But kind of might have said, look, we're not backing this guy anymore. So set him up, you know. Have at it. Yeah, set them up and my morons, the followers will believe it. Mm. But if you're Michael Flynn and you're looking at this and you can go, well, now I can see the big boss has abandoned me and I have no other recourse but to protect my own ass. Says yeah. Michael Flynn's got a story to tell is what they're saying. Yeah, and he's asking for immunity. I wonder yeah. which happened first, the article or the request for immunity. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't check mm. that far because I probably went and played a video game. <laughs> At some point, you need to step away to keep your own sanity. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we, we talked about this before. Every once in a while, I think I, I'm going to stop looking at the news. I'm going to stop watching. But no, no, I'm not. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep paying attention. Damn it. Listen, I've often entertained the thought of taking a week off. Mm. And I took a nap yesterday and missed this whole fucking print story. <laughs> <laughs> a nap. I took a goddamn nap. <laughs> You're already behind and have to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's amazing. So the last thing real quick, the, uh, I saw this not on TV at all. And I found it very interesting. The United Nations sent a letter drafted by special repertoire, uh, David K. They sent it to uh, the U S government, specifically the Republicans in the U S government. And they cited, uh, 16 States in the USA that have, put up proposal of bills. We mentioned one in Arizona that was really bad, but they were bills criminalizing peaceful protests. Right. Apparently this has happened in 16 states. Wow. And the UN has noticed. And they sent a letter to the uh, GOP saying that these bills are incompatible with U.S. obligations under international human rights laws and that the trend threatens to jeopardize one of the United States constitutional pillars, free speech. The U.N. just smacked the GOP on the wrist. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure the response will be, well, what do we need the U.N. for anyway? We can take care right. of our own selves. Are we giving I'm sure them money? that's the response for, from some of them. Yeah. I, think, I think there are a few. McCain. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who would probably take it a little bit more seriously. I don't know. 
Maybe yeah. I'm I, maybe I'm putting too much pressure on McCain to actually do what's right. But let him focus on the Russia thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's another part of the problem is that there are so many different focal points that mm. none of them get the attention they deserve. This well, I, my 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 thesis is this: is that you cut out the cancer mm. with the biggest thing that we can, and then we can clean up all the damage around it later. <laughs> sure, right? Sure, yeah. Start, yeah. Let's concentrate on the big things, and we'll take care of the rest later. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I was following Standing Rock for a long time, and I think that this is where most of this came from because of everything that went down there. And I believe they set something up either in that town or in uh, North Dakota where uh, you could run over a protester if they're blocking the road and hit them and you won't get in trouble. What? Yeah, look that up. I'm pretty sure that was real. (laughs) Wow. Some of the laws are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, again, the forfeit seizure was the worst I saw. I mean, I guess getting run over by a car is pretty bad. (laughs) That's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but losing your house, your car, whatever, because you participated in a uh, protest against this crap? <laughs> right. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the um, the, U- the letter that the UN sent, and it says it's calling out um, the Dakota Access Pipeline p- protesters specifically. Huh. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was probably that car running over people thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and also, uh, any individual may not wear a mask, hood, or other device that covers, hides, or conceals any portion of that individual's face with the intent to intimidate, threaten, abuse, or harass. It's North Dakota. It's two degrees outside. I'm wearing a hood. <laughs> crazy? Wow. Yeah, a lot of these laws are just, I mean, really, they're just to make it so that people don't want to protest. Yeah. It's to limit the protesters down to the really fervent ones and make it so that the protests are, you know, 10 people instead of 10,000. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Keep squeezing. Yeah. Keep squeezing. yeah. All right. Anybody have anything else? No, I don't. Nope. Okay. Then I think that's all we have for this week. If anybody has any comments or questions, feel free to leave it on our website, or you can email us, godless at profaneargument.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, there are several ways that you can support it. In addition to joining Audible, uh, you can leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you listen. You can share the podcast on social media, or if you want to support it directly, you can pick up a Profane Argument t-shirt or mug from uh, the link on our homepage. And finally, I'd like... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Take a look. It's on there. Uh, if I'd also like to encourage people to check out shows on the soon-to-be-named network. If you're looking for another podcast to fill your commute, uh, there's some on there that uh, we can recommend, and a few that uh, others of us are on, like the Prodigal Son podcast has Jared and Ian on with Brian and Adam. Uh, Jared's also on the Prime Defective, which is a Star Trek The Next Generation, if you want to go back and uh, relive some Star Trek moments. You can yeah, listen baby. to that companion podcast. Uh, also, Ian and I do a podcast specifically dedicated to Marvel Puzzle Quest, a match three game. It's a lot more comedy than you'll find here. Um, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you. <laughs>